0: Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. And now let's join our guest speaker. Praise the Lord. So I know all the students are going to get uh, straight A's this semester. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) We speak those things that be not as though they were, right? (laughs) So claim it. Claim it in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. So we are in Acts um, it's been a while since we, and the last time I preached, I, I think I preached something else, but, uh, it's been a while since we've been in Acts, and so, I'm excited about jumping back into it, and we're actually in Acts chapter 4, and we're going to start in verse 23, but just to give you a little bit of history, uh, in the earlier part of Acts chapter 4, and then also at the end of chapter 3, um, or, or all of chapter 3, really, um, there was a Healing that took place. Like, praise the Lord! I didn't even—I didn't even—I didn't plan this, you guys. I did not. Uh, but Peter and John were going to the gate, going to the temple, and at the gate called Beautiful, they met a man who was lame, and uh, the Holy Spirit used them mightily, and so that man was healed. And he was forty years old, so he had been dealing with this from birth. He had been lame from birth, and so forty years he had been lame, and so. Uh, Peter and John came by being used of the Holy Spirit, and uh, the man was healed. And he was leaping and jumping, and and everyone who had passed that gate knew this gentleman. And so they were in awe and astonished at what the Lord had done through Peter and John. And so the religious uh, Sanhedrin, which consists of the Sadducees and the Pharisees and uh, Roman uh, leaders at that time, uh, took hold of Peter and John, and they were not happy about this healing that took place in their life, and, and, that Peter and John had done, because it brought glory to God and not to them. And so they jacked them up, they put them in prison overnight, and then in the morning um, they talked to them, and they said, hey, you know, Peter got a chance to share the gospel with these leaders, and they said, you've been with Jesus, <laughs> We knew by your speech and by, your, by the boldness that you were speaking, We knew they knew that they had been with Jesus. And, that Jesus. and so they roughed them up a little bit and said, uh, hey, don't speak on this Jesus again. And Peter and John, being bold as they were, said, we will. You can't tell us not to, and we're going to do what thus says the Lord. And so they were excited about that. And so this is now we're picking up on verse 23. They have now been released from the guards, uh, the Sadducees, the the rulers, the religious leaders at that place. And so they let them go. They said, hey, okay, we can't stop you guys. (laughs) Uh, The guy who was healed was standing there with them. What can we say? We can't jail you for doing a good deed that everyone was aware of and everyone was excited about. And again, they were more concerned about what the people thought they doing what was right, and because the people thought this was a good thing, they knew they couldn't, uh, they didn't have a leg to stand on if they tried to punish Peter and John. So now we have Peter and John leaving there in verse 23, and it says, And being let go, they went to their companies and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their verses. So they went back and reported to uh, the church. All that had happened, and when the church heard it, they raised their voice to God on one accord and said, Lord, you are God. You made heaven and earth and the sea, and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said. So then they begin to quote, uh, which is actually Psalms 2. Why did the nations rage, and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers were gathered together, against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against you, holy servant truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness They may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Uh, and then we're going to go through 32 through 37 as well, but we'll read that a little bit later. Uh, but we're going to talk about prayer and unity. Actually, let me go through it now so I don't have to worry about it later, because uh, I'll forget. <laughs> uh, so let's also finish up in verse 32, at verse 32, talk about sharing in all things. Now the multitude of those who believed were with one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of their things he possessed was his own. But they had all things in common, and with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And when great grace was upon them, and great grace was upon them. I wonder if this is great grace is different from regular grace. I want great grace. Uh, nor was there anyone among them who lacked, for all who, all who were possessors of land and houses sold them and bought the proceeds to the, of those things. That were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet, and they were distributed to each as anyone had need. And Hoseus, uh, who was also known as Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated as the son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it, and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. So this is really going to be important when we get in chapter 5. Uh, So if you read ahead, you kind of know what's going to go on in chapter five. We'll get to that. Uh, But we're going to address chapter four right now. So prayer and unity. Um, So sometimes we pray as if Jesus is Santa. If we do certain things, we get on his nice list. And if we haven't done certain things, we're on his naughty list. Sometimes we try to make an appeal uh, as if he's just giving gifts <laughs> uh, to God as if he is Santa. And that is our mentality. Or we pray like we would talk to our parents. Um, you know, we, we know they have certain control over certain things, and so we pray to them as if they have certain control over certain things to do, to do our bidding, to do what we want them to do. Um, to Ask, request, grant us permission to really glorify my flesh. It's really not anything that is of great value that I'm wanting to do when I ask my parents something. It's because I want something. I'm selfish and I want something. Uh, I'm not wanting to feed the masses or to heal the sick and raise the dead. I want to drive your car, so I may ask you that. Or I want your, some money. Which is commonplace if you have uh, young adults in your home. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we want to do those things because it satisfies a need for us. And sometimes we treat God the same way. We pray because we want something, not because He wants to do something through us. It's because I want something. I want to get something from Him. And so, and then even take it even further. Some of us uh, only we will be good quote, (laughs) unquote, because we want something. I'm going to be good, just like we do our parents. I'm going to show them that I'm cleaning my room and doing my chores because they're going to find favor with me and then maybe grant my request. Uh, And that's how we do God sometimes. Well, God, I, I prayed every day this week and I read my word. And so now I'm going to ask you for whatever it is. Well, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's not, y'all. It's just me. (laughs) I know it's not just me. But um, sometimes I've been so good, God, I deserve this, you know. I've done all that you've told me to do, and I've served, and I've, you know, we list our things, our our checkoff list, and then say, "Okay, Lord, this is why I want this now." And unfortunately, that is such a skewed. False way <laughs> to pray <laughs> and look at God. Uh, when it just limits his ability and power, it, it's just like, this is the God of the universe. He, he holds the world in his hand, and you think just because you try to, it's not like people where you can curry favor and, they, you know, they may do something for you. This is God. He knows all and sees all. He knows your motives before you even know your motives (laughs) or before you can identify why you're doing what you're doing. He knows. And so we're not keeping a secret from God when we're not being honest about where we are and what we're doing. And then that encourages or uh, colors our prayer life, because if we pray to God thinking that he's the big Santa in the sky or he's like my parents, Then our prayer life is so limited because we only see God in this limited view. It's like a transaction. If I do what I need to do, then He's going to meet my need. And that's so limiting. God wants so much more out of us and out of our prayer lives. Um, Yeah, He just wants so much more. So we're going to focus on prayer in the beginning, then we're talking about unity uh, towards the end. Uh, But we must pray, one, we must pray with the right perspective. And that is the right perspective of God. And it says, Lord, you are God. And they were reminding themselves who they prayed to. He is God. He is the creator. He is God, all-powerful, all-knowing. Lord, you are God. And that means something when you praying to this person this is the god of the universe he holds the world in his hand and lord in this in this text is the greek word it's only used i think it's unusual because it's only used here and maybe only a few other places it denotes the ruler who has unquestionable power they prayed with power and confidence because they knew that God was in control. And when we realize that, when we pray like that, our prayers look different. They sound different. It's not a begging and a pleading. It is, God, you know who you are. And I now know who you are. And I pray expecting the God of the universe to meet all of my needs. That's just the minimum requirement. When we pray, we often forget just who we pray to, or worse yet, we pray to this imaginary God in our ideas, our thoughts. The disciples in prayer prayed because they knew that the God they prayed to had power. And they prayed with power and conviction to that God. So they prayed with the right perspective, and they prayed the right prescription, which is the Scriptures, or the Word of God. They knew what was needed. Their prayers wasn't about, um, they didn't stand on what the world or political vices out here, but they knew what they needed. Their prescription for their need was the word of God. And so they praised Psalm 2. And they actually believed that the word of God came through David at that time, and that's what they prayed. Uh, Psalm 2 expresses complete confidence in God and his victory. He is king. He is ruler in Zion. Servants can bind. They can go to jail. They can bind me in jail. They can do certain things to this body. But the unleashed, unbound, powerful word of the gospel cannot be bound. It will reach out. It will go forth. Even if you are disobedient, his word will go forth. If not by you, by some other vessel. When we pray, we must see our circumstances in light of God's word. It's not about what I think or how I feel, because sometimes that becomes an idol to us, and that idol becomes bigger than God. And our feelings or our thoughts look so much bigger because we place that idol up high before God, when really in perspective, God is so much bigger than your thoughts and feelings. And so many times we lean on that and not on God and not on his word. And so we see our circumstances based off of our feelings. Well, this is how I feel, and so the circumstances dig, or I feel sad, or I feel lonely. And so we pile these things up when really we should be preaching and praying. We should be praying the word of God or seeing our circumstances in light of God's word. The Word of God says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers and darkness of this age. Ephesians 6, 12. First Peter 5, 7, casting all anxieties on him before He care, because he cares for you. That is praying the Word of God. If you have anxiety, I'm going to cast all my anxiety on the Lord because he cares for me and he can take that on. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says, come to me all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. That is my prayer. (laughs) Because sometimes you get weary and burdened. Especially during exam time, right? (laughs) But I'm going to give it to the Lord, and he's going to give me rest. We also must pray our prayer, uh, we pray the promises of God, which is in the scriptures as well, which is the prescription. We pray his promises. Promises of God is that he will never leave us or forsake us. He would always be with us. God knows us and he created us. He chose us. He never forgets us. God strengthens us and helps us. God rewards us when we love our enemies. Uh, That's Luke 635. God is kind and cares for us. God provides a way out of temptation. Those are promises of God that we can pray and stand on. And it's important that we know these things because then we pray these things and then we see the fruit of that. We also should be praying God's purpose. Do whatever your hand and your purpose determine before to be done. That's what they prayed. Because they saw their circumstances in light of God's word and they recognized that the wrath of man never operated outside of the sphere. of God. Of God's control. Let me say that again the wrath of man never operates outside of the sphere of God's control. Their enemies of Jesus could only do whatever the hand of God allowed. And when you're at that level of faith in God, you realize that everything filters through Him. Nothing touches me that God hasn't allowed. And so when when my hope is in Him, and I see him as the answer and he, as the, he is the beginning and the end. He's the feeding of everything that comes in my life and everything he filters out of my life is for him. Then I realize that every bad and good thing is good for me in light of him giving it to me. Y'all don't believe it. I know <laughs> every good and every trial that comes your way is from him to test you and to see how you're going to respond in that trial. We blame the enemy for so much sometimes. And not to say that we don't have an enemy. God knows we do have an enemy. Uh, And sometimes he, as in Job, is looking to test us as well. But God allows. And then so many times what our problem is is consequences of our own behavior. That is that's probably what bothers us most of the time is that our behavior has consequences and then we don't like the consequences of our behavior. And so then we pray and say, God, remove this. And God is saying, well, you did this. (laughs) He didn't say he he may not say I would say, well, you did this. You caused this problem. You knew this was going to happen. I mean, if you sow sin, you're going to reap death. It's natural. If you sow sin, you're going to reap death. So when things happen, when you sowed it into sin, and you see death, why are we surprised? Right? It's real quiet in here, y'all. <laughs> this brings real peace, knowing that whatever comes my way has passed through God's hands first. He will not allow it even the most wicked acts of men to result in permanent damage for me. He will not allow even the most wicked acts of men to result in permanent damage for me. Because it's filtered through his head. I'd rather be in the hand of an angry God than not in his hand at all. I'd rather, if I'm in his hand, I'm better off than in the world's hands. So we pray God's purpose, we pray God's prescription, we pray God's um, perspective, pray the right perspective, and then we pray God's provision. Now, put yourself in Peter and John's situation. They had just been released, they stayed in jail overnight, they healed someone. First of all, they, the Lord used them to help someone heal and the leaders, spiritual leaders at that time didn't like that, so they hemmed them up and threw them in jail overnight. And then the next morning, they took them out, they roughed them up, and they said, hey, don't preach about this Jesus again, don't go around performing healings. And they were bold even in that matter and said, no, we're going to do what the Lord tells us to do. And so when they got together and told the other church leaders and members, um, and, the, and they prayed, they didn't pray that the Lord will kill those leaders and you know set them afire because they hemmed them up in jail they, That wasn't their prayer. they didn't pray that lord you we're going to take over the political sphere or the religious sphere in that time, and we want you we want you to raise us up to be the spiritual leaders in that place. That was not their prayer. They could have prayed that it would have been appropriate maybe. <laughs> Might have been what the Lord wanted them to do, but it would have, we would have saw that that would have been okay given what had happened to them. They didn't pray that, Lord, you change the uh, uh, political leaders in that city and you raise up spiritual leaders, which would have been inappropriate, but that was not their prayer. They prayed for boldness. Out of all the things they could have prayed, they prayed for what got them in trouble in the first place. Which was boldness. It says, Now look, Lord, on their threats and grant us your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. So, what they prayed for is more problems. <laughs> Because their boldness got them thrown in jail and got them roughed up, and they prayed for more of it because it wasn't about what they went through. It was about the resurrection of Jesus Christ and being able to show his power. They were sold out. It didn't matter that I had just spent the night in jail. It didn't matter that these guys roughed me up. It didn't matter that they threatened us and said, Don't do this again. We're going to go back to the church and we're going to pray for more boldness to go out into the world and disrupt the world system by signs and wonders and by proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ. Wow, that's powerful, y'all. Do we pray (laughs) for boldness? or Better yet, do we pray God's provision and whatever that provision is, is what we should do? And are we willing to do that? And if it is the thing, the very thing that got you in trouble from the beginning, are you going to pray that again? Because so many of us would have said, oh, Lord, we're going to have to pray that this doesn't happen again. And we can't have the religious leaders of this new movement and Jesus going to jail every other week. So we're going to have to tamp this down. So, no, that wasn't their prayer. They pray for boldness. They pray for more healing. And their prayers were answered because there was an earthquake and it shook that building. I don't know if it was a major earthquake that shook the area or was it just the Holy Spirit moving in that building that shook that building. But they were again filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke spoke, uh, the word of God with boldness. Man. They received the boldness that they spoke of. The boldness necessary. Is this boldness necessary for today? Will it? Do you have a, I'm going to tell it all no matter what happens. I'm going to tell of the goodness of Jesus Christ no matter where I am and what may happen to me. The boldness was a gift from God received through prayer. It was not something that they tried to work up in themselves. They didn't have to kind of muster up some boldness or try to say, oh, I'm a little timid, but I'm going to go out here anyway. No, it was done by the Holy Spirit working through them to be bold and speak the gospel. And from that boldness, they had unity. And this was a, and This is not, uh, so many people will use this as, oh, the Bible speaks of socialism or communism when they talk about sharing of goods. Uh, those things are, are, people didn't sign up for that. Uh, this was a, all who are willing. You know, when you're under a communist, communist regime or a socialist regime, regime um, you don't sign up for it. You're made to do what they want you to do. Uh, but these people weren't made to do. Because of their love for Christ and love for their fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, they shared their goods with one another. And there was a particular need at this time, because if you remember during the, uh, the time of Pentecost, there were people from all over. So they were traveled from all over, so they weren't in their home city. So some of those people stayed because the power of God was so powerful, and they were moving. They wanted to be a part of this movement. that They weren't in their homes, and so they had to share uh, space with one another. They had to house other Christians who weren't in their homes. And so a lot of uh, selling of goods and feeding one another uh, was important during that time because everyone wasn't home. Uh, This is corner Nia. This is True Fellowship. Uh, this says, someone says, uh, Communism says, what is yours is mine. I'll take it. corneria says, what is mine is yours. I'll share it. So this is about sharing. This is about a heart issue. This is not, you're not made to do anything that's not in your heart at this time. They weren't made to do it. The people just were so moved by their love for their brothers and sisters in Christ. They were willing to sell their goods and share them with one another. And the great, so the apostles with great power, that resulted with from their prayers and their community with one another. They just loved one another. They just wanted to share with one another. And I'm going to close here, but there was a lot of, and we'll get into this a little bit more. I didn't want this to be the focus. The focus is really on prayer and the unity. Uh, but they distributed uh, to everyone as they had need. And you will later find that Paul addresses this because a lot of people start to uh, take advantage or abuse this system of love for one another and this sharing. So then there were parameters around it. There's a church supposed to discern uh, who's truly needy, 1 Timothy 5.3. If you can work to support yourself, you're not truly needy, you're not truly needy and must provide your own needs, uh, 2 Thessalonians 3.10-12. Uh, In Timothy and Thessalonians 4 as well. So there are other parameters that take place uh, because people started to abuse that system. But more importantly, and I wanted to focus on this and we'll close and have communion, uh, but really the prayer and the unity of the saints during that time was so important. Um, and And it brought about such great power. And it was such a witness to those around them because they had never seen people love each other like that. That's why the scripture says you'll be known for your love for one another. They will know you are mine because you love one another. So I think it's important that we take away that power, that prayer, and the unity that that brought about. They were going, they were living life. Hey, if we go to jail, we go to jail. We're, we're going to be bold. If we have trials and tribulations, we're in this together. But we know that everything goes through this mighty God that we serve. Amen have Brother Steve come up and lead us in communion. Thank you for listening to this message from Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com. Contact us by email, cornerstonecom@comcast.net, at Or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.